Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cdasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cdasps, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of some of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance so that we can learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Assistant Director of Performance Enhancement at Penn State University, Cam Davidson. Cam, thanks for being with us, brother. Jay, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, stoked for this. But let's get rolling right into it, man. But before we get going, who is Cam Davidson? Man, I, uh, I'm a coach, and I and I would have continued to say that's it <laughs> until 2015 uh, when I had my first daughter. And now I'm very happy to say that I'm a father, and boy, does that give perspective and feel really good to say that I'm something more than a coach at this point. Um, but uh, that's that's pretty much me, man. Coach, father, husband. So, yeah. And a heck of a weightlifter. <laughs> <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> yeah yeah no 100 percent. but listen man let's get right to number one then so this one's really one of my favorite ones that we get to get to so because i love hearing some things that have kind of made people step back but if you wouldn't mind uh describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career that's a great question and i've got to bring this up because it was an epiphany in my coaching career long before I ever thought I would be a coach. This was back in high school and this was huge for me and I didn't realize it till my, pretty much till I got to grad school to be a strength coach and this was between me and my twin brother and we're in the wrestling room and at the time he was a little bit better than me 
as a wrestler, but we had this assistant coach who was just the, the most intense dude. And if I was having a bad day and not wrestling well, he would be on me. He's like, get off the mat, you you know what, and just coaching hard. And I loved it. Um, it motivated me, and I got off the mat, and I, I did well. The very next day, he would do the same thing to my twin brother. I'm four minutes older, right? So right there, you think we'd be the same. He was doing the same thing to him. He came home that day and says, I'm done. I can't take this guy anymore. And that was a huge learning experience for me because, you know, being a twin brother, you, like I said, you'd think it'd be similar, but everybody takes coaching differently. And that was a huge epiphany for me when I realized that now I'm in coaching, not everybody's going to want the same message, the same style of coaching. And when you can really tap into what makes each person tick, it's huge. So that's really helped me throughout my career. And I'm glad I learned that early, even though I didn't really realize it. Um, and the second thing would be uh, my other biggest epiphany, and this took me a good six years to actually try it, was to make single leg training my max effort day. And that's huge for me because I've been so big on back squat, front squat, deadlift. That's what we do. We're going to get strong at the squat. And just all those years just trying to think about, you know, because single leg was always just the auxiliary. It would fill the auxiliary slot of your movements, right? And the day that I moved that over and did, okay, I'm going to do, I don't have the safety split squat bars right now, but I'm going to do a split squat from pins and go maximal, you know, super maximal efforts, concentric only, and make that single leg my, my emphasis day. Um, Got to give credit to Cal for the triphasic stuff and talking to him for the last couple of years because that's that's who I learned the Hatfield stuff from, the Hatfield split squats, the Hatfield, just to do the super max day. And I feel like that has just really opened up uh, not only having single leg be a max effort day, but also opens up me in doing just so many more single leg movements and how do you put that single leg into getting stronger and getting faster and getting more mobile um, and how those different exercises really fit those pieces now. Um, I'm going to say in a word of, of instead of this exercise just being this, like this exercise now kind of encompasses many things than just being an auxiliary lift. And that was huge for me because now I could take a single leg lift and progress it through how do I introduce it? How do I get them good at it? Now how do I get them strong at it? Now how do we sprint faster? Um, and that was big for me. So that was a big epiphany in my um, programming side was using that single leg training. I so, love it, man. Yeah. And I actually, I probably wouldn't have guessed that. No, not, not everybody would. It would be like, oh, I can snatch throwers, but that's not the answer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know I, anyway, but yeah, that's, that's really been a big one. for me. So, I love it. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Well, then let's hop down to number two, brother. If you could ask one okay. question and you know that you would get the answer to it, what would that question be and why? Well, this kind of goes through a couple experiences too that, I, that I'd like to share. But this question is, what do you need? What do you need? Because early on in my career as a strength coach, it was this is my program, how I write it, and this is what I'm going to coach it like, and this is how we're going to improve. And... I thought it was a really good style. I thought I thought I had it right with the, we have got the movement categories and we've got, we're gonna fill all these holes and our program is really sound and we're gonna get stronger and we always got results, 
But here's one example. I was working at College of Charleston with baseball. And this coach was uh, uh, Monty Lee, who's now at Clemson. And he came down, and when he got to Charleston, it was my second year, and I had this big plan laid out of how I wanted to tell him what we were going to do, right? And he goes, whoa, whoa, stop there, Cam. And I said, okay. He goes, are we going to be crazy strong? I said, yes. And he goes, are we going to look good in the uniform? And I went, yeah. And he goes, we're good here. Like, you do those two things, I'm happy. And I went, okay. Like, that's what he needs. And what that did was it, it simplified my approach. It let me still do what I want to do, but it really simplified what I thought baseball needed. Like, if we were going to be big and strong, which obviously lend itself to being fast too, um, but that's what that coach wanted. He wanted those things, and that helped me write for that. Another example would be um, hockey here at Penn State. So when I took over the team, it was two weeks before season started. I was the interim guy, and uh, Coach Skidowski came in and said, listen, this is kind of what we're doing this year. What can you do? And I said, okay, this is what I'll do. And that season went by, and then in the postseason – his big, he came to me and he said, you know, this is who we are now as a team, but this is what I really want to see from our guys. I want to see fast, lean, strong, powerful hockey players. And the more and more we talked about that, the more I could fulfill that question of, okay, this is what Godowski needs from his players. They don't need to be big. They don't need to be huge. They need to be fast, lean, strong. So that was my second time that I really realized that if you just have a clear message, a clear plan of what does this coach need? What does what do these guys need on the ice? And how does the weight room support that? Not not just the weight room by itself. It's got to support on the ice, on the court, so on and so forth. And and that was really helpful to me. And the third example I'd like to share is from Coach Rose, volleyball coach here. Uh, we had an outside hitter. Um, I had been working with women's volleyball. This is like year three or four. Okay, we... Uh, this outside hitter, she back squatted 315, and I was pumped about it because I had never had an outside hitter squat 315 before. And so I was pumped, went up to coach's office, and at the time he was meeting with uh, our president, and he lets me come in, and he goes, Cam, what's up? And I said, we had a great day. Ayana squatted 315, and he looks at me and he goes, okay, does that mean she's the strongest girl on campus? <laughs> or are you going to make her jump higher? <laughs> and I really respected him for that because he's always going to tell you exactly what he's thinking and where you stand. And thanks for making my girls stronger. But if we're not hitting above the pin, we're not doing anything. So not to get too long winded, but in all these situations, the question needs to be, what do you need? And the simpler, more, more clear that answer can be, I think you're going to be really effective. So that's my answer. I love that, dude. And that can be worked in in so many different ways. That's a brilliant question. Yeah. What do you, what do you need? It's not that hard. Just what, instead, instead of trying to put what I think you need in first, that coach, those, those, those team leaders should be allowed to tell you, you know, that transparency both ways is one of those things. And, and it's a learning process, you know, like what I did with this team two like five years ago, I almost laugh at it now. It's like the face palm. It's like, oh my gosh, it wasn't that good back then, but you thought it was. And every year you grow and you learn and you get better and you improve. And uh, man, it just it's its a constant question. So that's just really helped me kind of pinpoint what the heck we're trying to do for these guys on the ice and for the girls on the court. You know, what do they need? 
No so, doubt. So. No doubt. Yeah. All right, brother. Let me get uh, let me get you out of here on this one. You know, okay. you're you're a guy who's freaking working his tail off up there with, with these programs. But what's Cam's escape? How do you kind of get yourself back to neutral? I'm at neutral a lot in the summer because I get to golf. <laughs> uh, golfing's a big one for me. I I grew up golfing as a little kid with my dad, and just it's always been a sport that I've loved. So in the summers, that's my getaway. But other than that, man, uh, honestly, my escape is training every day. And maybe that's why I try to train all the time because it's just having that escape under the bar. Um, I kind of really enjoy the person I am under the bar. It's it's a different person than I am right now talking to you, um, you know. But that's a that's a good escape for me. I love training, training hard, um, going there in my head. And then lastly, this is probably most importantly, I, my escape is going to see my girls at home, man. Uh, just going and like, because I I would leave work and go home, and I would still I would bring home the baggage. You know, I'd be mad about something or, or thinking about something programming wise or be excited about something. And it was always a 24 seven coaching. And then when I had my girls, you know, they're, they're four and two now I go home and just the rest of that stuff just melts. And so just being with my daughters is a huge escape. I just enjoy it so much. So it's been, man, it's awesome. So that's rad brother. Yeah. Well, listen, Cam, truly grateful for your time, brother. Truly appreciate everything you're doing, man, and uh, we'll be in touch real soon. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Cheers.